I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast. This week, intellectual world building with Pharrell and the woman who did the London Olympics closing ceremony, and telehistorian Dan Hill gets prolific with the podcast. I love those paragraphs that try and get you to jump into a podcast for the first time. How about this one? Introducing Chanel Connects, a new podcast that convenes creative game changers. God, I hate that word. For intimate conversations about what's new and next in arts and culture. Tune in to hear some of the world's most celebrated innovators open up about their creative lives and imagine new cultural frontiers. You tune into this one and it sounds like you're in a French basement in some cool AF library music night with the DJ playing something with a lead whistle. Shazam later tells me it's Camden indie revivalist singer-songwriter model Bakar. A Canadian woman tells us we've all had to reimagine our lives in the last year, searching for new sources of inspiration and ways to connect. Some random other voices pop up and say hello, 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 as the music stops. It cranks up again and she tells us she's Yana Peel, Global Head of Arts and Culture at Chanel. If you wonder what one of those does, she goes on about bringing together creative game changers, again, from film, art, dance, music and fashion in conversation from their homes and studios. Another nontage of some well-heeled voices saying where they are. North of Scotland, a horrific shade of yellow. Still in New York City. Yeah, we get it. Yana says all her mates are focused on what matters most and what happens next. And we get to listen in. This episode is called Imagining New Worlds. It's got Pharrell Williams in it and Ez Devlin, who, in her words, fuses music, language and light to create perspective-shifting experiences. Backer sings a couple of phrases, then we're into the meat of it. Pharrell's in Miami, Ez is in Dulwich, amongst the trees and the forest, she says. She reminisces about a joyful, joyful time drawing, sitting on the studio floor as Pharrell played. He says he loves her spirit and energy, and she doesn't have an on-off switch. She was just born on. She says that's a gorgeous thing, and it's all just a bit lovey. Another music cue already, and we're into Yana telling them they've never collaborated on a fully realised project. I think that's what normal people would call working together. Ez says back before 2016, Pharrell pre-shadowed what the country and the world might be like under the orange mist, meaning Trump. Our scope would be more ambitious if we did work together, as anything we did now wouldn't just be a poetic response, but a response based on activism and agency of change, she suggests. Yeah, says Pharrell. Yana pushes him on that electoral prediction, and he explains that he just saw how the wind was blowing, basically, and sounds slightly tinfoil hat-wearing by claiming we're massively distracted by our assistants. At first I thought he was lost in showbiz, I haven't got an assistant, but he goes on to say, we all have an assistant, it's called our phone, and it's never told you no. He says we no longer search for the berries on the vine that are sweet, we search for the sweetness of what we want to hear in our different slants, politically, racially, whatever. In more colourful language, she goes on to say that if you have two to three billion people connected, you start to realise that if you're a weirdo, there are millions like you, and you need to find them, and you don't have to change. 
He says phones have changed the way we see ourselves as a species. Mankind has seen its reflection in the water of the internet. Next, we're on to Corona and how Pharrell's coped without audiences to keep him going. That's my short summary. It's dressed up in a sea of yarnerisms on the podcast itself. Optimism is his one-word answer, seeing God in science, especially in astronomy. The universe is one song, Universe. I can't tell if that's brilliant or terrible. The math of the solar system is unknowable or unmeasurable, he says. Sometime we're going to be okay. This too shall pass. Yana then talks about her spirituality through a bizarre memory of Zaha Hadid's funeral in St Paul's Cathedral, in which the choir sang Pharrell's hit, Happy. Everything's connected, you see. A slightly too quiet underscore rolls in and Ayres pops up again with an anecdote about visiting the Hadid Gallery in Baku. Every step feels like it grew organically from her mind. Music made concrete, says Ayres. Have you ever been there, she asks Yana. Of course Yana has. When she lived in Hong Kong, she was invited to the opening. Yana won, Ayres nil. Yana turns it round and asks Ayres about the Olympics closing ceremony and whether that was a turning point in her life. Pharrell butts in and says she is a turning point for anyone who meets her. Ayres says there's a profound need for perspective shift everywhere. And because she uses pixels and energy and people's time, any work they do together needs to shift people's perspective. That's foregrounded in her work. Timothy Morton, the eco-philosopher, gets bigged up for telling artists to amaze people to change their minds on stuff rather than simply agitating. Okay, so it's interesting, but the whole thing feels at one remove. There's a coldness, a self-satisfaction almost, that the guests and the hosts aren't helping break through. I feel a bit like a schmuck lurking in their virtual restaurant waiting to top up their glasses and eavesdropping rather than someone who's being included. That's not helped when Yana jumps in again and asks them to explain a point just for these listeners who may not have the pleasure of seeing the Lehman trilogy before segging into an anecdote about designing a concert stage for Jay-Z and Kanye West. Not everyone will know without a nudge that the Lehman trilogy was a national theatre set that Ayres designed. It's a bit like wallpaper or monocle magazine on a bad day. That kind of high-end vamping with the intelligentsia, but with too much assumed knowledge. When I'm reading this stuff, I can stop and think. When I need to go and Google stuff in order to get it, it kind of ruins my linear listening experience, especially a listening experience that rarely even acknowledges I'm there. Hi everybody, says Dan Snow like an excited puppy in one of his history hit podcasts. The world watched in fascinated horror, then there's a duff edit, good start, as the US Capitol was stormed by protesters. I've heard a few of Dan's podcasts now, and he doesn't appear to be scripted, which is good, or at least it would be if he was as natural a broadcaster as his dad. This is a rambling chat recorded late at night as events in Washington unfolded. They're not my words, they're Dan's. Sounds like a take-it-or-leave-it offer, really. Don't ramble at me. I'm about to invest 35 minutes of my life in your work, Dan. Prep, script, or edit, or all three, preferably. As the usual plug for History Hit TV, it's like Netflix for history, he says. He calls me every one another two times. 
then we're into the body of it. His guest today, angry staff officer, a serving soldier, hence the anonymity. It starts with the usual podcasty chumminess and a double question. Now, these are never a good idea. It usually means your guest answers the bit they want to or the bit they remember. These two questions are about his reaction to seeing events unfold on Capitol Hill. The other about what bits of history did he reach for as a result. Next, we hear over 5 minutes 30 from the guest. Some slightly nervous laughter, lots of errs, and a, yes, rambling story that starts with another American insurrection and lands on Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. He's the genius American professor and soldier played by Jeff Daniels in the film Gettysburg. Angry staff officer goes on to tell us a story that has echoes of what's happening now. In the election of Maine in 1880, the governor there also contested the election. By now, Chamberlain is major general in the state militia. Incumbent supporters are armed and in the state house. There could have been bloodshed, martial law, even civil war. But Chamberlain arrived alone and said, whoever first says take arms has a fearful responsibility on him, and I don't mean it shall be me who does that. Now, he was a professor of rhetoric, no wonder he was good with words, and convinces the governor to vacate the state house and holds a vigil there for 12 days. Both sides try and bribe him in the meantime, but he resists and gives opportunity for the laws to be fairly executed. A mob assembles at the height of the crisis, wanting to kill him. Chamberlain walks out, looks at dozens of men and says, killing is no new thing to me. Basically, get on with it. They don't. It's settled. Angry staff officer says it struck him as he saw the crowds on the steps of the Capitol and thought there has to be another way, hanging on to that hope in the meantime. So I wanted to like this one. Dan reminds me of a presenter I worked with once, similarly brilliant, but from a TV discipline, almost like an archaeologist. Send him out with a camera crew for days and he'd come back with hours of tape and with hours of editing, you'd get BAFTA award-winning documentaries. Audio, especially as live radio or podcasts that follow the same discipline as live radio, need more than that. Either more prep of the guest, more injection of the host to shape the flow, or a wise edit once it's all done. Dan's nothing if not prolific. He publishes just about every day. But if you come expecting the square-jawed, beautifully edited telehistorian shtick he's been doing for 18 years, you'll be left wanting. In his sign-off, he even says thanks for reaching the end of his podcast and that most of us are probably asleep and he's talking to our snoring forms, which doesn't stop him begging for good reviews. Sorry, Dan. Get an editor. Do half as many, twice as well. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for Pod Roast. This week with Chanel Connects from Chanel Podcasts and Dan Snow's history hit from Little Dot Studios. I listen to these so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.